Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I am the star of the show, Natasha Legero. And I also work here. My name's Moshe Kasher. We're comedians. We're married. We do a podcast. We give you advice. We listen to your secrets. And we are awesome. When do you think the next time you'll be on a plane is? I thought today, I, I was thinking like two years. Oh, man. You know, I was sourcing plane tickets to Hawaii. Did I talk about this yet? No, but you talked about it to me. <laughs> I got this flea in my ear that maybe I should just go to Hawaii and like quarantine there. Why not? I mean, what what difference does it make? And then because they only had 60, no, 43 cases of COVID in the entire island of Kauai. And I was thinking I could go there. I could get up early for work and then I could surf every afternoon. And then I just got too freaked out about just the idea well, then of then they decided that Hawaii was not accepting visitors. Yeah, they're not fucking with us. Yeah. They're not interested. On a positive note, our child learned how to swim. Well, she still needs a little work. Yeah, I would say that um, if you haven't... Are you going to be chewing <laughs> a fucking carrot no. during... Po- like, I couldn't... I couldn't genetically engineer a more inappropriate snack for podcasting than a carrot. Wait, hold on. I'm just giving it to the dog so Natasha's they stay here. Chomping on a like a giant, like a comedically large carrot, like Bugs Bunny. Right you have now. to watch this on YouTube to really get the full effect. But I like the dogs to be flanking me during the podcast. And this is the only way to make that happen. You don't know the amount of times Natasha has held the beginning of the podcast so that she can get a, the right tableau of the dog. I'm a very visual it. person. Moshe. It's a, it's not a visual medium podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of visuals, I would describe an infant learning how to swim as the exact thing you would imagine it looks like when an infant is drowning. I know it's it's the same body language, harrowing, to- flailing, gagging. That's what it looks like. But then she like doesn't want to stop. And then she pops up and it just is like, thank you, daddy, and swims off. Um, Here's some news, though, about our child. I don't know. I always get self-conscious when we talk about the kid and I wonder if people are like bored. Well, I think a lot of the people who listen to the podcast probably don't have kids. And I think those people are interested because they're like putting their feet in the water they're like do these people seem like complete losers well, we're like cool awesome people that people look up to don't you are you drinking a margarita <laughs> it's from yesterday <laughs> <laughs> we went and saw a comet and moshe got us margarita mix me and his mom oh yeah and we, there was some leftover so i'm drinking that yet. by the way there's a comet in the sky right now neo wise is its its name and it will not be back for seven thousand years so you owe it to yourself to see what looks like, uh, I would say, a piece of dirt on uh, your <laughs> binoculars if you have the opportunity. It was cool. But um, uh, here's some news about the kid that you don't know. I just put the kid to bed uh-huh. and um, she brought a grapefruit in to the into the room as I was like reading her stories and stuff. How does that happen? She just was like, I'm hungry and ran to the kitchen, came back with a fucking grapefruit. And I was like, we're not eating a grapefruit five minutes before you go to bed. <laughs> But I foolishly put the grapefruit on her like little nightstand. I was like, good night. Went to went away. Oh, no. She screamed as I was coming down. And she was like, dad. And I came in and I was smelling. I was like, she's like, stay in bed with me for a couple minutes. And so we were cuddling and stuff. By the way, she turns on the like manipulative charm. Oh, offensive. I know. She turns into like, please, Mr. Sweetie. She's like, I love you, mama. I just love you. Stay with me a little while. Can I have a popsicle? She's like, yeah, she'll go. I love you all the time. I mean, it's like a cute, a uh, hacky character of cuteness. Anyway, she's doing that, her little manipulative dance. She's doing dance. that because she doesn't want to go to bed. Right. So she's doing her little manipulative dance and it works on me because I got a fragile ego because I'm a comedian. So I'm just like, this is almost like having an audience. And then I'm smelling like, hardcore grapefruit vibes i'm like what's going on right now and she's like my finger hurts i have an owie <laughs> on my finger and i'm like okay how'd you hurt your be- yourself between the time i put you down and 10 minutes anyway i'm smelling this grapefruit 
And then I'm like, are you sleeping with the grapefruit? And she's like, nope, it's on the nightstand. I pick the grapefruit up. There is a like a four-inch hole in the grapefruit. Like a rat has been gnawing through the... Wait, like, really? I went to, when I, I put her to bed and she just grabbed a grapefruit and started like chewing on it or... Did you take it away? Boring it. No. Why would I take it away? She was like, please, daddy, don't take the grapefruit. Don't take Mr. Grapefruit away. She likes produce just like you, chomping on a carrot during a podcast taping. Well, you know, I used to eat lasagna during my podcast, so. Oh, your first podcast? Yeah, like that was part of it. I made everyone a lasagna. And that was with another lover of yours. Is that right? right? I did it with a boyfriend, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of complaints about the eating. The the chewing noises. (laughs) Well, it was right when podcasts came out. So I think I was like, I had this idea that I would do a dinner party. Right. But you didn't realize that it would sound like... Yeah. Neil Brennan, the guy I used to do the champs with, he would always be eating like cheeseburgers or fucking gum <laughs> during the podcast taping. And I'll always be like, dude, stop chewing. Do you miss uh, doing a podcast with him? Like, is it kind of a bummer to have to do it with your wife? I'll tell you what. The sex after the champs was way more hardcore than the sex after the <laughs> Endless Honeymoon podcast. No, honey, I love doing this podcast with you. It is the the one creative thing that I've been able to do this whole time. Yeah, it's been really nice and fun. It has been really nice and fun. You're in a peppy mood. That's the margarita. Uh. <laughs> Usually I drink wine. That's a downer. But margaritas are an upper? Yeah, it like makes you do the Charleston or something. You know? It's like, <laughs> don't people who party drink margaritas? I don't know. I, don't... I guess. They call them margs when they're partying, right? Well, I don't usually drink that, but I'm sure this is a very watered down Me- Mexican chain restaurant version of a No, court. this was a very authentic taqueria. It was <laughs> called El uh, Gringo Loco. <laughs> it really was. El Gringo Loco. Here's how you know you're at a good Mexican restaurant. Cheddar cheese in the burrito. <laughs> it was not Bright good. yellow cheddar cheese. Like, I ate that burrito and I was like, I could probably make a better one. It's kind of cool that we're like slamming a small local business I trying know. to thrive during <laughs> COVID. By the way, I started a COVID diary and it was so cool and I wrote in it and now I just never write in it. Oh. But so much has changed and I feel like I'm you had a forget COVID diary? everything. I still do. What are diaries for? I've never understood the diary. Well, here's as a form. why. Here's what I like about it is I forget everything. And if you don't write things down, you forget them. You know what I think is interesting? When I was writing my first memoir, um, I w- would go and try to like, remember things from my child i never have kept a diary because i'm not a little girl and uh when i would go into that memory space i would start to remember things that i hadn't thought about in in decades so like basically locked in your mind like a supercomputer are all these memories you think you don't have anymore but they're still in there and all you have to do is turn your attention and focus to those memories and they'll start to pop up oh you want to redo the tableau just so you know she's no longer chewing on a carrot she's now just adding a third dog to the uh... wait hold on are, are, is that bad that things things come up no it's great it means that they're in there everything's in there it's still, it's like you don't just no, forget everything. No, people are like, remember we were at your mom's no, house? Like, I don't remember a, anything. This was a solitary. Oh, you've forgotten things. Yes. Oh, you had severe trauma when you were a child. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't have Maybe a, I did. I don't know what's, what you call severe. I'm just kidding. Isn't that like a thing about people with traumas? They're like, I don't have any memories prior to until I was 14. I just popped up one day in a mall and that's oh, when my consciousness started. That's sad. Yeah. It's like, honey, please stop feeding the dogs carrots. <laughs> It's very distracting. <laughs> She's like doing stupid dog tricks, like Dave, a Dave Letterman episode. They are cute. I realized I hate them in the day, but I like them at night. Right. Interesting. Interesting. That's how I feel about the police. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what do you think, honey? I want to. I want to like take a call. Let's. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Let's. Well, because people don't have commutes anymore, so let's just get to it. Honey, let's take a call. Okay. Great. Okay. okay. Oh, my God. Can I do it? I, of course, but I, we have to. Th- this is crazy. Okay. Because we didn't know this. <laughs> I swear to God, this was not planned. Okay. Now we are going to call. Unreal. Margarita. Margarita. In Portland, Oregon. There's a human being named Margarita <laughs> on the night that Natasha is drinking a margarita. I can't believe this. 
I feel like I'm just drinking margarita mix. I'm like pepped up from all the Honey, lime juice and sugar. You're not focusing on the miracle that no, just happened. No, it's pretty cool. Let's find out what's up with margarita. Wait, is it doesn't taste like alcohol? It's very light. It doesn't taste like alcohol? <laughs> Let's give old margarita a call. Okay, Marg. Hello, hello, hello. Margarita. <laughs> That's how you answer the phone? Anybody named Margarita has to answer the phone like they're at a fucking TGI Fridays on Margarita night. What's up? Wait, is your name really... What it do? What it, it, what it do, Portland, Oregon? Are you getting arrested by federal police or what? I, I'm getting kidnapped right now. You guys better help me. <laughs> is that what we, you, we can't help you with that. Is that your birth name, Margarita? I'm just kidding. I have no issues. This is why I reached out to you guys. To help with the feds? I'm just hey, trying to... Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Marg, is that really your name? This is my name. Do you want to um, know something crazy, I, Margarita? Please. This is, you're going to blow your mind. Natasha, are you a listener to the podcast? Uh, religiously. I, I hate how much I love you guys. Well, we love how much you hate us. Now, uh, yeah. but... You'll know that Natasha's a bit of a, a snob, right? I mean, you'll admit that, right? She's a bit of a fancy lady. Yes. She's mostly a white wine drinker, you know, uh, or a snifter of cognac. Tonight, inexplicably, inexplicably, Margarita, I'm not kidding. This has never happened before. In my marriage with her and in the podcast, she happens to be drinking a margarita right now. Wow. Is that blowing your mind? And, but I and am. Here I am drinking. Huh? Oh, but I am drinking it from a wine glass. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and you, here you are drinking what? She's drinking wine. Oh, okay. I was gonna say here I am drinking white wine because I'm trying to get on your level, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get on yours, Margarita. Tell us about your level. What's happening? Why'd you oh call us? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Well, um. Uh, so basically, uh, I broke social distancing. I feel kind of crappy about that. With with your genitals? Uh, with part of my genitals, absolutely. Part of it? Um, with which part? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so what happened is, um, so you guys know a little bit about Portland. You guys have mentioned it a few times. Sure, we right? love Portland. Yeah. Uh, so you guys know about the Naked Bike Red? No. no, but it definitely doesn't surprise <laughs> me or anyone listening who who has ever okay, even heard of Portland. I just want to let you guys know, four months ago, I was that bitch trying to buy a ventilator on eBay, and I couldn't find one, and I was paranoid. I didn't know what was going on, and I was really scared. And then I went from being really scared to, wait, is Naked Bike Ride still happening? And I joined like 50 other people on the Naked Bike Ride because I thought this is a really great way to get laid during COVID, right? I guess, yeah. Go, <laughs> going on a marathon bike ride is, I guess that's how you hunt for Depends sex. on how good your body is. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> so you were on the Naked Bike Ride like looking to get laid? Isn't that against it was, some of the spirit? It was a secret Naked Bike Ride. I don't know. I just thought I need I needed to do something. Let's just say this was my equivalent to the primal scream that Tosh would do <laughs> okay. um, at seven. Sure. I just needed to get out there. I was super paranoid about COVID. I mean, I wasn't letting friends come over. I wasn't letting. Oh, I wasn't dating. I wasn't trying to do the Tinder thing. So, but so I just what thought, you're saying is that you've kind of like loosened up a little bit. Exactly. I figured if I'm going to go loosen up, I'm going to free ball it down the Willamette and I'm just going to see what happens. Mm -hmm. So I decided I went on it. I usually I usually go topless. I don't go all the way naked. I'm kind of I, by the way, I love but... that you've been on the naked bike ride enough to say usually <laughs> you have so many memories. I would say the bulk of my naked bike rides. It's topless only. Only a only a half a dozen of those times was I crotchless. It's a thing. It's really great because you know why? It's the weird thing is if you're wearing clothes. If you're sure. wearing clothes, you're a freak. No, I get like, it. It's freeing. I saw some it's guys freeing. I saw somebody wearing a polo, and I was like, no, I do not like this. Polo I with your dick out though like could be good. Yeah, polo no pants or just or polo and and pants. Just like polo, some khakis, oh. just standing there, arms crossed, analyzing the sea. I, I hated it. Right. So, but then they get, last year it was 10,000 people. This year it was like maybe 80 people. 
and it was all secret location, people texting each other through signal, and it was a protest ride too, so it felt like you were actually doing something. Yeah, to, like, you know, that, that was their loophole. They were like, well, it's a, exactly. a protest too, so it's actually worthy. Okay, like, so... Kids out for Black Lives Matter. It was amazing. It was actually really fun. Sure, I'm and sure the black community up- appreciated it greatly. <laughs> I hate how there was literally just two black people there. I no, was like, no, I, we need more. I know, it was Portland. So, okay, so what happened? So what's the dilemma? What, so what occurred? I, met, I see this guy. He looks like crusty. He looks like a crusty version of Thor's cousin. He was amazing. I loved him. I was like, oh, yes, okay. you're coming home with me. See, you, yeah. And I, I, at first I thought you were saying he, I get it. He looked like a crust punk. But at first I thought you were saying he looked like crusty. The clown, which would be, <laughs> like that'd, be that'd be even more Portland maybe than a crusty, crusty boy. Okay, uh, so he, you, he's like ten years from being at that level. Got honestly. it. So you grab. Like he's got a little bit of a male pattern baldness going on, got but it. it's fine. I was like, look, you got a good ten years, and yeah, I was interested. I bring him back home thinking he's homeless. Turns out he's got more degrees than me. He's awesome. I really liked him. We were vibing, and then um, I get invited on a second date and find out he's polyamorous. Sure. So I, it I is Portland like after polyamory. all. It is Portland after all, and and even though this is like the cup capital of the United States, I'm still <laughs> thinking like you know I feel like we can still make this work because I don't think this guy actually knows how polyamory works. Uh-huh. Because I asked him, well, what do you mean by that? And he goes, well, you know, me and my roommates are like in a partnership, and I'm like, but do you fuck your roommates? And he goes, no. He's and like, like okay, I want so to. <laughs> like, I know. I'm like, like okay. Do you think, I mean, <laughs> do you think a, being a small business owner is being polyamorous? <laughs> so wait, I don't get it. What's his deal with his <laughs> roommates? <laughs> I know. And I was like, because I, 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 he was very attractive. So I was like, what's the catch? Is it the weird mushroom-shaped penis, or is it? Oh no, it's the polyamory. Okay, but he doesn't understand what polyamory is because he can't explain it to me. So I just go with it. And also, I risk my life to have sex with this person. So at this point, I'm thinking, well, you know, he's not trying to have sex with multiple people at the same time. Like, polyamory, and this is actually why I wrote you guys, um, because I think you guys have a great perspective on it. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I think, like, if you're polyamorous, are you actively seeking new partners? Or are you just open to the possibility of new partners? Well, also the question is, you know, what has COVID done for polyamory? Yeah, not a not a great exactly. time for for the poly community. It's not it's not a good time for it. I feel like well, you got to kind of reevaluate where you're going with that. And my, and so my first it, question to huh? you though is, why are you asking us what polyamory means to <laughs> us? Can't you ask this crusty Thor man what does polyamory mean to you? <laughs> Right, because even if he doesn't well, understand the definition per se, like, you know, maybe he has his own philosophy on sex and love that you might want to know about. Yeah, well, well, why can't you get exactly. this information so, from him? I thought that we got down to the bottom of that, but to be honest, um, his response was like, well, I'm in a partnership with my roommates and we make decisions together. And I thought, well, polyamory maybe just mean like life partner stuff. And and I just thought like sexual partnership would be kind of something that you would take. Okay. You know, so Margarita, after COVID, right? Mar- Margarita, where yeah. are you at with this guy now? What 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 have you seen him again? So so wait, his name? No, no, don't tell me his name. Have you seen okay, him? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen him again? No. No. So what happened was on our like fourth date, we thought we should be responsible because we did go on that bike ride and we did hook up and all these other things. So we thought. Let's go get tested for COVID. So we end up at the COVID testing site. (laughs) What? That was your date? I think Natasha's suggesting. That was like our fourth date. Not only is that not romantic, but maybe it could have happened on your first date. baby. (laughs) Okay. So. I just wanted to get tested. And then we go. So this was last Monday. We go get tested. Or we wanted to go get tested, but the, the spot was closed. It was like this mass testing spot. And then literally as we're pulling out of this testing spot he goes i wanted to show you something and i'm very excited i'm like oh wow you're reaching into your pocket what do you got in there and this is a guy who like tucked a flower behind my ear and told me i was beautiful and like wanted to spend more time with me and all this stuff and so he reaches into his pocket pulls out a tiny little folded up note 
and then on like while he's taking like a curb like he's like still driving and it is a note by written by his neighbor saying hey i low-key have a crush on you and your roommates confirmed that it's reciprocal want to have a movie date haha signed Cam Ron, not even Cameron, Cam Ron and Oscar, which is her dog, Wait, and Cam, her number on the Cam bottom. Cameron, the rapper? I'm like, who? What? Did Wait. your parents misspell Cameron? Hold on. Right, yeah, no, Margarita, you can't talk. Yeah, stop doing jokes. <laughs> what, what? No, she can't talk because of her name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. That is very funny. A girl named Margarita going like, that's a fucked up name. <laughs> I, I mean, know, I know. I'm like, I won't. You, you only have room for one fuck that name in your life. Damn, if I could, if I took this story and I cooked it in a vat for like seven days, I slow cooked it, and it was like a, <laughs> it became like a resin, like a thick resin. It would be the most pure <laughs> distillation of the city of Portland that I have ever. Uh, like, uh, it started on a naked bike ride. Your name is Margarita. You're competing with a girl named Cameron, and Thor the crust punk is showing you a. Uh, origami <laughs> note about his polyamory. So what's up? You're just basically... I mean, I have the answer. I've, okay. Do not get involved. Do not get involved with him. Cut ties, Natasha's saying. Yeah, it's like, you guys, this whole roommate situation, like, it could work for some people, but it clearly doesn't work for you. It doesn't even make sense. It seems weird. He said he's not in a sexual relationship with his roommates who's the other one i mean yeah it's like that's not what you're Na- looking for natasha's especially right. during covid natasha's right here's the deal here's the real yeah. deal is that polyamory if it's going to work from all the poly people that i know in my life it all comes from super clear mature communication or it is doomed to failure mm-hmm. the the the, the communication <laughs> not an origami note <laughs> <Not> an- <laughs> the, the communication that you're describing from this guy is so imma- it's forget the polyamory part it's just immature it's like it's why would he show you a note that some other person wrote that wants to f- i mean it's just like that's not only is that inconsiderate it's, it's invasive it's, he's like showing your picture to people and be like oh i'm fucking like just got tested with this chick do you want it's, it's fucker too wait where did she say that isn't that what he's asking he's no like asking- there was a note that he had from some other girl that wanted to fuck him that she sh- he showed oh, our saw. friend margarita i thought it was, was her his roommate weird, no it's like, very complicated her. she was writing one of those weird like you know those like skateboard yes. like electric skateboard thing ding with the unit ding port more portland <laughs> ding yeah I know. ding 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 this is like I an overload <laughs> No, I have some self-respect. I made him drive me home after that and haven't seen him since. There you go. But but he was like, it seems like you're not down with the polyamory life. And it's just like, no, I'm just not down with getting COVID. I'm not going to die being a cuck. Like, it's just stupid. I don't want to do that. But also, he's kind of like the guy in my dreams. And I don't know. Maybe I just need therapy. Maybe you need better dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps have you ever heard of the phrase "dream bigger"? <laughs> I mean, I'm not against polyamory, as I've discussed. On oh, this, I know Moshe. Moshe's an advocate. I'm not an advocate either. Well, I just, that's why I wanted to ask you guys because, like, that's clearly not polyamory. I, that's just you being a fuckboy. Yeah, I mean, and fuckboys come in all co- in Portland. They don't come in all colors. They come in white. But the truth is. <laughs> That that it's not even the polyamory that's the problem here. It's that that person doesn't know how to communicate, and that is as simple as yeah. I can make it. And you, you you that's not what you want in your life, Margarita. Let me ask you this before we let you go: Have you ever heard the song "Margarita" by the Traveling Wilburys? No. It's a great song, and I would yeah. recommend you listen to it the minute we hang up, which is going to happen really soon. All right. Okay, awesome. Don't well, call him, honey. Make yeah. a list. Don't Think about Thor. what you want in a man. Think about what you like from that guy. Think about what you want emotionally and, you know, totally. keep and looking. Yeah, and here's a, the good news. You have so much time to prepare for the next per- man that you'll meet. There's at least a year until the next naked <laughs> bike ride. <laughs> yes, because that's honestly one of my, like, requirements i kind of want somebody who's down on that yeah well the problem i mean honestly the problem is i relate to this problem you're in a clearly you're in a social circle and a social environment and a culture where you're going to meet a lot of people that are poly and passing you notes about roommate you know and it's all about 
it's all about finding the the diamond in the rough. It's not finding about the, it's not about finding the rough. So you found some rough. You had some rough sex. Go get a COVID test and wait till the next <laughs> naked bike ride. Margarita, thank you for calling us. Bye, honey. You're welcome. Thank you. You guys, you're the best. You're Bye-bye. the best. Bye. <laughs> I feel like we're calling people when they're too drunk. I know. Well, she was. I was definitely. <laughs> that definitely felt like it was really fun, but it also at any moment could have like careened into her. Just like I almost asked her. I was about to be like, "How long have you been doing stand up, Margarita?" I could almost guarantee. No, you. she's not a stand up. You don't think? Let's find out. Um, that's got to be hard living in in a city where you know you want people who are open, but you know it's like. That's what I was saying at the end. Like she's a freak. Not in a bad way. She's like a, a freak countercultural weirdo. And sometimes when you're in those worlds, people, that's what's so funny is because I was in the Burning Man world for such a long time and the rave world for a long time before that, people couch their like alternative lifestyle thing. They like hide their asshole inside of the counterculture skin. So like, no, I'm just like a freak. I'm a different kind of guy. I'm culturally going against the grain. It's like, mm, no, if you were in a flat brim cap, and had like a rockerwear shirt on, you'd just be a player. Like you're just pretending that because you're, you like know, the guy that she likes is kind of doing that. Yeah, it's like you're pretending that you're this like, oh, I'm in this different lifestyle. I just, the yeah, vibe. they're just horny for pussy. Yeah, it's just a straight up. Doesn't matter if they're boy. like, you know, wearing a cool jumpsuit. <laughs> exactly. Or or nothing. Or nothing at all. No suit at all. Or a cool birthday suit. Exactly. Tosh. Yeah. Do you want you and me? Yeah. As a couple. Is it to go camping? Yeah. You want no, do you want to listen to some secrets? I was Oh, I say. would love to hear some secrets. We've been getting a lot of secrets, so it's been really hard to play them all. So <clears throat> if we don't get to your secret, don't feel bad. It's coming. You just might not be that interesting. <laughs> That's true. No, we got you on the secret dump. But if but the main event you know what we should start doing, Laura our that's our our producer's name Ooh, god see if you can figure out who she is we should start saving the like nah we shouldn't i was gonna say saving the like juicy ones for the main episodes but then nobody would want to listen to secret dumps you know what i'm just thinking out loud here let's play a secret hey moshe tosh uh long time listener big fan so my secret is a couple years ago my dad passed away and i had to clear out his stuff and uh, going through his computer, I found a bunch of new pictures of past girlfriends, many of them who I've met, and sent me condolences and and well wishes and things like that. Um, I did not actually delete those pictures. I did keep them. And maybe there was a video. And before you get too ahead of yourself, the video was shot from my father's point of view. So all you could really see was uh, the woman in front of him, his longtime girlfriend who I probably know the best, and I just couldn't stand apart with it and delete it. Uh, I had to keep it. And, yeah, that's my secret. And as long as I don't have any volume on, I don't hear anything, and I can pretend it's not my dad at all, and I have the hot fantasy of uh, the stepmom, even though they're never quite married. Is she naked in this video? She's fucking his dad. She's fucking him? How did yeah. I miss that? Because he said it was from the POV of his dad. <laughs> and he said if he doesn't turn the volume on so he doesn't have to hear his dad talking. Oh. Oh, yeah, God. Diane. He turns so it they, off. So his dad fucked a woman with a video right here? And then died. <laughs> <laughs> and he saved the videos. He jerks off to him. That's a big secret. Yeah, that's good, man. Dude, I wouldn't admit that. Well, there's no no judgment here. I think it's awesome. That's true. I guess I always think people could like trace back. No, how would we know? Yeah, I guess if she figured it out and he did have a distinctive voice. He's good, but that is a good secret. That's a good would one right do, there. You would do that. Any man would, would do I that. Would I jerk off to my dead dad's <laughs> fucking my stepmom? <laughs> it's hard to imagine. I'll be honest, that's hard to <laughs> But it's hard to imagine I wouldn't. I honestly... I <laughs> right, because the POV handheld shot kind of sounds hot. Right, but if you turn the volume on, you start to cry. <laughs> Whew, that was a journey. I loved it. <laughs> oh, man. That's wild. He should try to go there. Actually, go where? close the gap. Oh, she's fuck lonely. her? Yeah, she's lonely. 
Back when I was a child. That must happen. My father would fuck Diane for me. <laughs> and I found his videos. <laughs> I do jerk with my father again. That's my rendition of Luther Vandross's Dance with My Father. <laughs> I just love that this guy's grieving his dead dad. But he's horny at the same time. God, what a secret. All right, let's hear another one. Hi, Mosher and Natasha. Uh, here's my secret. So in third grade, I was I was a pretty good kid. I remember like I used to try to make really good eye contact with the teachers to make them feel listened to, like that sort of thing. I I don't get it. But one day during free play or something, I find myself drawing swear words all over the bookcase in the corner of the room. I loved swear words and it was invigorating. Um, so the next day, my teacher had us sit in a circle and she said to us something like, whoever did this, please come forward. We won't shame you or judge you. And I'm like, okay, bullshit. You won't shame me or judge me. So in my head, I'm saying this. And so we sit in silence and I'm terrified. My heart's pounding. And anyway, so nothing happens that day. But these meetings go on for weeks. And, you know, nothing happens. I, I never come forward. Um, but I think these meetings taught me how to hide my emotions. Like, that's how I learned to hide them. Um, there was no fucking way I was coming forward. No way. So, so one day my teacher gave up. And she said something like, you know what? If you know who did it, Come into the hall and tell me. And I think I remember seeing a classmate of mine like go into the hall and talk to the teacher, but it's hazy. I, I'm not sure if it's a real memory. Um, after that, the group meetings stopped and everything went back to normal. But when I'd see my teacher in the hallway the next year, she'd ignore me. Is it because of that? Like, who knows? Um, this is a very unresolved thing in, in my brain. <laughs> Not that I give much of a shit about it, but um, anyway, you guys are hilarious um, and very wise, and I love your show. It's so much. All right, bye. <laughs> Wait a minute. In the end, he said something to make us feel heard. I love him. To. I love him too. You see, like did, you have, oh, yeah. Do you see that though? He's yeah. like, I would, listen, I would make eye contact with my teachers, and in the end, he did it for us too. But that's a gift. That's like like an empath. That's like to have that sort of empathy as a child. That's very rare. I didn't have like an introspective thought till I was twenty four. Well, that's interesting too. He's an empath that uh, stuffs his own emotions. Maybe that's your gift. But I think he should write the teacher. Well, I think I know what happened. Tell me. Someone told on him. And they didn't bust him, and she was like disappointed in him. He sounds. But she seems like she was so into finding out that she's going to have weekly meetings about who this is. It seems to me like she would have tried to sting it to him a little bit, you know, like try to like make him feel bad about it. No, because the whole shame and we won't shame or judge you thing makes me think it was like some like on some Waldorf shit. Or like hippie ish. Yeah, like some deep like private private, and she was just like really hurt that he didn't come forward. I think he should write to the to the teacher if she's still alive. And uh, and f and find out if somebody ratted him out, and then if she's not still alive, I think he should go to her uh, her former house and see if there's any hot videos. I just for the record, I don't think you should write your teacher. That sounds like a waste of time. Uh, no, I just think it'd be a funky and fun psychological experiment. I think just let go of it in your mind. I think he's resolved with it. Is oh, he said it was unresolved, so I guess clearly <laughs> not. What do you think? One more secret? Yeah, let's listen to another one. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Moshe. I am sharing a secret. Uh, my secret is during COVID here. I have been very mm, tickled and happy inside when I see people freaking out over adjusting to life with COVID. I know that sounds shitty, but um, I've been living with depression and anxiety for over two decades, and I've heard plenty of ignorant things along the way, like, have you just tried not being sad? And now seeing people having to suffer with what I suffered through for <laughs> 20 years, finally, it makes me happy. It makes me so excited to see all these people 
frazzled and frantic and to finally know what I live through almost every day. So much to the point where one of my co-workers who is a boomer who had the gall to say, have you ever tried not being sad when I was depressed? Uh, I spoke to her the other day and she was very frazzled and she was starting to get depressed. So I offered her the same advice. Have you ever tried not being depressed? Anyway, that's my secret. Love your podcast. It uh, puts a smile on my face every time I listen to it. Okay, bye. I love it. I love our fans. Me too. I've heard this before, by the way. He was sweet, absolutely. But I've heard before people talking about people with like depression and other various forms of mental illness uh, saying that they are feeling not as fucked up as they would have imagined in quarantine. In some ways, they're feeling better. This is not the first time I've heard this. Cool. It's interesting, right? I relate. I I get it. I mean, I don't don't relate to it entirely because I know depression is really hard and I I haven't really had it. So I feel, you know, I, I always feel for people who tell me about it. And I know that it, drugs can help, you know, certain medications. Molly, for eight hours at least. But, you know, I don't blame him. No, the delight he's taking in other people getting on his level. Absolutely. I would feel that same way. I also like him because he was like waited. He waited and waited. Years he waited after that comment. And then and then all of a sudden, the woman's like, I'm feeling a little depressed. And he's like... Yes. Oh, yes. Did I ever tell you a story, a, a funny story from AA? I once heard a speaker tell about waiting for the perfect line. I don't know if I've told this on the story before, but it was uh, there was a guy who got sober, and he uh, he was in an AA meeting with like a his sponsor or something, and he was newly sober, and he turned to his sponsor, he's like, "I'm bored," and the sponsor said, "You know why you're bored?" And the guy's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Because you're boring." And that guy's like, oh, humiliation. And he saved that line in his mind for like 10 years. He's like, someday I'm going to be able to deliver that line to somebody again. And sure enough, like 10 years later, 20 years later, he's in a meeting and there's this like new, there's this uh, woman there with him, beautiful woman. She's new to AA. And she turns to him and she goes, I'm bored. And he's like, fuck yes. He goes, you know why you're bored? And she goes, yeah, because I'm with you. Anyway, um, should we? What do you think, Tosh? Sorry, I just was having a not fla- listening to my story moment. I was having a flashback of a COVID moment I saw of you today. What's that? When you? Oh, please don't! I already <laughs> know what you're gonna do and say, <laughs> and it would be respectful of you to not say it. It's so funny. I have to say it. I would appreciate if you didn't. Can I please say it? I forbid it. Okay, I'm gonna say it. you can cut it out. I forbid this from happening. I came into happening. the kitchen and you pulled up a chair by the freezer <laughs> so you could take ice cream tastes from all the different ice cream that we have, and you had the free because our freezer's on the bottom. This so one you of had those like pull out like shelf like slide so you out. You had one. the the ice cream chair, <laughs> and you were just like sampling ice creams after lunch. <laughs> it was not, and she walked into the. <laughs> You have to picture our kitchen because there's like a doorway where you come, like you come in from the rest of the house into the kitchen. So I was sitting there, like on just, a chair. Yeah, just like a sad sort of person, and just eating the. And I look over, and Natasha's in the doorway looking at me, and it was a definitely a busted moment. I mean, to my credit, the reason I was doing it like that was I can't. <laughs> eat the ice cream publicly because our kid would be like freak out like i want ice cream too but it was a pretty low it was a physically a low i wish you'd gotten a picture of it well the chair is still there and i used it late i used it oh you did the same thing oh you i well i used it more my technique just to like sort through the freezer okay you did a little organizing (laughs) did you have any ice cream at all did you i might have had a bite you fucking judge well, you put the chair there, so now I know we have oh, the ice the cream chair. Oh, it's the chair's fault. Okay. <laughs> um, Tosh, let's do another call. And then oh, let's, yeah. Let's call, let's call someone I wanna else. I want to finish The Last Dance on Netflix. It's so goddamn good. Oh, it's really good. Oh, it is a great series. I don't even like basketball. I just like greatness, and I like stories, and it's got both. It's like interesting to examine a person that's the best 
in the world at something because so few I'll people, watch the rest of it with you nah you got to see the whole thing it's not worth it but so few people are the best in the world at something i feel like i'm the best in the world at this podcast you're the best in the world at hosting the endless honeymoon podcast mm-hmm. that's a little disrespectful you have a co-host <laughs> <laughs> there's literally one other person that does it i mean i guess it was a joke yeah i mean isn't everything oh i have a covid low yeah, what was it? We can cut this out though if you Don't want. Don't do it. I want to hear it. I think I want to start hearing people's COVID lows. Ooh, I like that. So COVID low. My latest COVID low. Yeah. Which you are a part of, but it's maybe worse for me, is now we have a chamber pot. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does that have to do with COVID, really? I guess you're right. No, I'm like, so basically I have my baby's toilet downstairs, but I don't have a bathroom downstairs. So if I really have to pee, I use the baby's toilet in the hallway. Right. <laughs> and I do I too. told Moshe it was like a chamber pot. So now it's... Uh, I'm into it. It's a part of our living It's a part situation. of our, our tableau of life downstairs. But for me, it's really cool because like... It's the ultimate iteration of uh, peeing standing up because I don't even have to. Uh, I don't even have to hold anything. I just put the pot under my dong, and I just it, go and then I put it back where For it was. For me, it's more humiliating because I'm Cause like you're squatting. squatting like a child on a, and I'm very small, so it's okay because I can fit on it. But at the same time, I can't imagine us not being in a. If if we, there wasn't a pandemic and that's how I was right. going to the bathroom down here, I feel like. See, I'm very big, and my my the head of my penis barely fits in the chamber pot. It's like sometimes it spills over, and there's like it's like splash zone. I'm just saying, think about it, guys. Get a chamber pot. Chamber Even pot. if you don't have a kid, you can get a little baby toilet. Okay, let's call Lula in Toronto. How cute are these dogs? They're cute. Hello? Hi, Lula. Lula. Hi. How you doing? Good. You? Oh, we're great. This is Moshe. That's Natasha. You already know that. How's Toronto? Very great. Great. Warm, sunny. Ooh, I like it. Are you guys like wearing masks in the streets? Are you, is everything open? Can you go to a restaurant and get your hair done? I mean, I haven't gotten my hair done yet. I need to do that, but not so much in the streets. Yes, in restaurants and inside. Like you go to Tim Hortons, you got to wear a mask. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Wait, restaurants but like outside, are open. You, you can to. eat indoors Wait, at restaurants. Out, outside, they're not. They're not wearing masks. No, like if you're going for a walk, just like walking your dog or something, you don't need to wear one. But if you go inside to Tim Hortons. Or like Starbucks, you need to wear one. I love how Canadian you are. The only building you could imagine is a Tim Hortons. That's perfect. You know, any restaurant, any restaurant at all, like a Tim Hortons or a Tim Hortons or I can't think of any oh, other restaurants. But... Oh, sorry. <laughs> so why do you contact well, you us? You know what? That's my spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Tim Hortons oh, is good. I have a donut ball. I called. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um. I called because I sent you guys an email called Never Been Single because I haven't been single since I was 14 and I'm 24 now. How many How many men and, uh, or, or women? How many relationships? So pretty much it'll be my 10-year anniversary with this one guy uh-huh. this September. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you haven't um, not been in a relationship because you've been with one person. Pretty much. We have like broken up a couple of times in between. But it's like we always get back together. And so I wanted to know, like, if there's a way I can stop this on and off pattern or like if I should be single for a while or I should just like straight up marry this dude. You know what I mean? Like well, I'm 24. I don't know. And you started dating when you were 14? Yep. How old is he? Well, we met in the same grade. He was also 14 at the time. And how, what's so his high school sweetheart? What's his, uh, re, re, your, your best friends are childhood sweethearts, aren't they? Yeah, 14 is young. But That's yeah. real young. That my, is very My young. best friend from high school, she married her childhood sweetheart. Uh, and they, they're happily married and they, they, they love life and everything is good. Mm-hmm. I, what, are you in love with this guy? I love him a lot. Ooh, but that's a like, hard ooh. no. 
Ooh, that's a Canadian no right there. <laughs> that's a, that's ho- a nice no. Yeah, Hort- you're Horton right. heard a no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're not you're not you're not in romantic love with him? No, no, no. Like I am I love him, but I just like You're 24. I don't know anything else. Okay, I've got your advice right here. I got your advice. This was this one is easy for me. Because if you had answered yes, I would have said there's nothing wrong with marrying a person who you've been with since you were young. Why who cares? Like do it, don't do it. I mean, variety is the spice of life and I I, I think I wouldn't, it wouldn't work for me, but different people are different. But because you hesitated, and do you think he feels the same about you? Is he like, yeah, I love her, or is he like more into you? I think he's a little more into me because he's the one always talking about marriage and babies and as soon as possible. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I think because you're having this anxiety, what, uh, Natasha, tell me what you think of this advice. I think you should pitch uh, a rumspringa from him. You know, like the Amish, they take a year off of being Amish and they like go party and like do Molly and stuff like that. Fuck around, have yeah. a good time. Yeah. I think you should pitch to him like, you know what? I love you. You're the best. And I and I don't know if I want to be with you forever because you're all I've ever known. So I, I think we should take a rumspringa. We take a year, six months, a year off. And in that six months, a year, you go out, you know, sit on some like hot lumberjack, you know, like canadian interior dick and see if it if you see what's out there and if you at the end of the year or six months are like i really miss my stable boy then you'll know you'll have all that information you can come back he might be gone the problem is of course when you take a break she'd be gonna say he might leave he might and that's like a big fear also i did that last year 2018 (laughs) i broke up with him for a year (laughs) and dated somebody else I have a question because I was going to add to Moshe's. But she already did it. No, but I was going to make the caveat yeah. that there was there should be no contact. Right. Did you have any contact with him when uh-huh. you were dating the other guy? Yeah, no, I was fucking around with him still occasionally. So and then we ended up like... I, I think a year if you say no contact, even if you said... She can't do another two year. Two months no, 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 no. contact. She, there's no way she could do another year. She can't come but back in 2020. I remember like, there was a guy who I was dating. And yeah, I, was, I can't say it again. I was not that into him. And my friend felt like I was kind of like, I don't know, under his spell. Or She was like, just take two weeks off and tell him you can't talk to him. And I was like, it's so hard. And I remember calling him and it was really hard. And I felt like all this pressure to hang out with him. And then, like after two weeks, I was like happily with someone else. <laughs> okay, I'm a, I'm not. Oh, I'm modifying okay. my advice. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I'm modifying maybe it my was, advice. Maybe it was longer, but I just remember after two weeks, I knew I didn't want to be with him. That's, but I told him he couldn't call me. New advice, Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. Do, uh, Lula, but thank L- you. Yeah. Lula, Lula. Um, wait, you're young. Do you have money? I'm decent. I, you know, I have a couple of roommates. I'm not. Are you like, working right doing now? Doing the worst, but I'm. Yeah. Are you working? Okay. Well. Okay. I, I, okay. Here's my advice. Do you need money, Mosh? No. I was gonna say like this is the type of situation <laughs> where she should like take one month, no contact, maybe even go to another city. Mm. You know, like maybe even leave on on a. I know it's weird to take vacations right now because COVID, but like leave your environment, and one month no contact and meditate on it and i think you already know the answer i mean i always say when people contact us they already know the answer it's very obvious to me what the answer is and i think you already know what the answer is i mean do i have to tell you what i think i think the answer is i feel like you're gonna say i should break up with him and venture out i didn't obviously i've been didn't even have to say it I, i didn't even have to say it and it's very telling that you knew what i was gonna say so and you can tell him too. It doesn't mean I don't love you. I just want to, you know, focus on myself. But and- you, but I'm suggesting as a modified version of your advice, don't tell him anything yet. Just say, you know, I need to take one month to think about what I want to do with my future. And I'm going to do a no contact month. And do no contact. Really stick to it. And you don't even have to hook up with anybody else. But just take the time to be alone because that's clearly something you're not comfortable with. Because you had a year and you got to another relationship, you know, and just like yeah, literally within like three days, it was yeah. not a good thing. And even if it's it, could you, if you could take a week off of work and go to one of these beautiful Canadian lakes 
and just stare at a lake for a week because we're, it's the rest of your life we're talking about. It's not, I mean, it's not because it won't work out and you'll get a divorce, but it's the rest of your life you're talking about, like, you, you know, offering up. So it deserves, you know, a week staring at a lake to think about what you want to do. That's what I think. That might, that's not a bad idea. Thank you for that. I think I might drive up, maybe even do it like for an hour, just look at my nice Canadian lake. Takes more than an hour. (laughs) It'll be more than an hour. Take a weekend. (laughs) If nothing else, take a weekend and just get right with yourself. Be quiet. Don't talk to anyone else. Don't talk to him. And just listen to yourself. It makes a big difference. There's a small, still voice within you that is saying 24 is too young to commit for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's really young. It feels pretty young, but at the same time, I understand he wants what he wants and I have to respect that, right? But that's exactly the point, Lulu or Lula or Lola or Lala, whatever your name is. (laughs) At a certain point, you also, because you love this guy so much, you owe it to him, not only to yourself to honor your truth, but you owe it to the, the to this man that you love to not continue to do the will I won't I game and to find out what is 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 right for both of you. He deserves to be with someone that's in love with him as much as you deserve to be with someone you love. That's so sweet, very eloquent of you. Thank you for that. You know, uh, it's really helpful that you guys cleared that out in a nice, light way without me like having to dive in like a therapist. Thanks well, now now you have the hard work. <laughs> right, now is yeah, exactly. Now you got to have a really awkward conversation, but I got to say one thing about COVID that I like, I'm just starting to have really uncomfortable conversations with people. Totally, me too. Yeah. You have to be like, "Oh, I'm taking social distancing really seriously. Oh, I'm actually not comfortable with that." Like, you know, it's I love like that. you just have to start being, you know, make people more uncomfortable that I think that's part of life now. Absolutely. Find a lake. Perfect. make people more uncomfortable no no i'm saying like we have to have these uncomfortable conversations so honesty is important now more than ever yeah so take a week go to a tim hortons buy 50 crawlers drive to the lake and eat nothing but donuts and figure out your life sort yourself out all right good luck honey (laughs) thank you okay thank you natasha have a good one thanks so much you too well 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 I think everyone's experiencing everything and I think there's a lot of metamorphosis happening. I agree. And hopefully the whole world is in a metamorphosis too. Hopefully it's not just individual. Well, you have an ice cream seat and I have a chamber pot, so. <laughs> I got. I just got a great idea. What? Let's cut a hole in the ice cream seat, put the chamber pot beneath it, <laughs> and we can combo the fuck out of all of this. <laughs> in one hole, out the other. Man, with ideas like that, <laughs> it just makes me... You know, when I think of that chamber pot, I think one thing, Tosh. What? I love you. I love you, too. 